again if this is your first time listening to the move swiftly podcast welcome to the show i'm glad to have you i know you're gonna be back for more to my regular listeners you already know what it is what, it, what i'm about we already get down you know how i already get down a b c always be connecting today is no different i was very 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 fortunate to have met this guy it was a it was an event named balling at balling for peace the, the name of the company, basically the name of the organizer, the organization that put on the event, the celebrity basketball game, is Ballin' for Peace. And the, actually the founder of that organization, Haran Hargrave, he will be on this show. He has been on the show already. By the time this, pod, this episode comes out, you would have already heard from him. But at that event, I got an opportunity to meet another former athlete. His name is David Brunson, who has just an un believable story i cannot wait for you guys to really dive in and hear what he's all about so with all that mr david brunson welcome to the move swiftly podcast how are you i'm well i'm well thank you for having me thank you for being willing to jump on man because you're like i mean you know when there's triggers you know you read someone's bio and you read you read the way what someone's all about you're like man that that's me that's me it's like just something that's triggering and triggering and triggering and one of the things that really strikes me about your story is that you went to 16 different high schools no, i mean no, no. listen <laughs> the i mean did i get that number right i went to 16 schools before college 18 Six schools in total Wait, all right, so I'll let you tell it because <laughs> I read that. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. I read it. And as a former scout, I used to work I used to work as a scout for a company named FBU. Yeah. And, and actually, I used to do it for National Scouting Report as well. But there were kids reclassifying. You know, nowadays, there's guys that are, you know, they're trying to be at a certain school and just all kinds of craziness going on. So can you just I think that's the best way to start the conversation is for you to just speak on that a little bit about, you know, first of all, your background, but how you could have attended 16 different schools before college. <laughs> well, the question I always get, like, were you military? And the answer to that is no. Um, wow. It was just, you know, a, a financial thing, you know, not being able to necessarily afford where we were or, you know, from evictions and oh my God. we always had to get up and move. So, yeah. The, so the numbers, the breakdown is actually, so 10 elementary schools, um, two middle schools, four high schools, and two colleges. So that's the whole wow. breakdown. <laughs> I, might even, I might even be off by one, to be mm. honest. But, now, what kind, of a, what kind of effect did that have on your childhood? Because I'm, I'm thinking even for myself, too, I... I grew up in the same area. I played for the same youth football program. And then I played 
for the the high the local high well it was a catholic high school that i got recruited to but it was all pretty much in the same area yeah. what kind of effect did that have on you well forming relationships um mm -hmm. i was very i stayed to myself um primarily because like i said i didn't want to get close to anybody because i'd probably be leaving soon anyway um, to, yeah, to go along with being that middle child, I was already like super shy and quiet and reserved. So it just it really did a, a real big number on on me um, in forming relationships and uh, just putting myself out there. And uh, uh, so I actually just recently went to therapy primarily for that, like those reasons right there, actually. Mm -hmm. Now. In, in the book, you said football is a place where you were able to feel safe. Yes. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because if you moved around a lot, how were you able to, you know, so go ahead. How, how were you able to, to, to make it to where that's your safe spot? Well, that was the only place I actually felt a part of something. Mm -hmm. You know, like like I was saying, even being that middle child, I didn't. I, a lot of times I didn't even feel like I was a part of the family. But wow. being, being a part of the team, like just, it was, that was a safe space for me, you know, being able to let, let out all my aggression and just like, that was it for me. That's where I found peace. Um, and yeah, that's, I loved it. You know, where I felt a part of a team and people relying on me and mm -hmm. fixing problems and just, you know, so football was my piece and that was, that was it for me. What position did you play? I started off at quarterback and, uh, you know, I still remain, I still kept playing that all the way through college as well. But mm -hmm. I was also, I also played both sides of the ball. The only position I didn't play was offensive line primarily. So, mm -hmm. you know, they, I was put everywhere, corner, safety, right. running back. And then once I started really putting on weight, started going linebacker for like all the other positions as well. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the what was the recruiting process like for you? Because you ended up going to Arizona State, correct? No, so I went to Southern Utah. Southern Utah, that's right. Yeah. So, what was the what what got you going out there? Um, so originally, actually, I spent I took a year off after high school, and then I went out to uh, Compton College, where mm -hmm. I played for uh, Jason Brown. I don't know if you watched like Last Chance You. Oh yeah, Coach. Yeah. Were you were you on that? Were you on the? Uh... <laughs> You weren't on the show, though, were you? No, we should have been. That Compton team was a ooh, Lord of mercy. We should have been. We were like the originals. We should have Yo, been. Yeah. I love that guy, though, bro. Like that dude. He made the show great. What was he like, like in real life? Because I only, I only know him from the last year. You like? The oh, show. well, if was he like that's that? exactly him. That Jason Brett, like you. That's the only way you're gonna get him. Like there is no. He, he doesn't water anything down. Like Jason Brown is Jason Brown, and that's why we love that guy. Like yeah, he was uh, actually on what another former guest has a show as well, and then he was on he was on that show. Monica Livingston, he oh, was on that show. So I got a chance to I got a chance to um, listen to him, and I asked him the same thing. I was like, is, is he really like that? Because I I, I was I was binging that thing. I could not stop watching it. <laughs> I, I was just, actually I was just talking to one of my uh, old teammates. He's like my best friend. And we were just talking about him. I was like, the thing is, like, you, you can't be a weak-minded. Like, you can't have thin skin. You you have to be able to take whatever comes out of yeah. his mouth. But the thing is, he knows he knows the game, and 
he loves his players. Like the dude will do anything for his players. So what most people see about it, like what they see on TV, it's not like it doesn't tell the full story. Mm-hmm. But and it, I, I got that feeling. I really did. I got that feeling. Like as you really watch the show and you got used to the the, the, the him laugh bombs and all the cursing, you saw how the players just kind of like you know what he cares about y'all. He makes it so y'all go to class like in his own way. And he doesn't sugarcoat it like that. That was really what really got me into the show or really got me into it. So, yeah, but that, I love that man. But uh, back to. The, so originally that's he got me out there at Compton. And then there's some things that happened. And you were you were recruited out of a school in Georgia. Was it Atlanta? You said? No, I'm from I'm from Atlanta. From Georgia. I was actually I was at MacArthur out in uh, Hollywood in Florida. OK. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. McCarthy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I ended up going to Compton, did did a couple of years out there, and then um, I ended up going to Southern Utah, and I actually went out there on, as a walk on, mm-hmm. and then um, you know that's I made the team. The rest is history. <laughs> hey, as a former walk on, I definitely, I definitely feel you. Now, please explain to me how you were able to earn a scholarship, though, because I know here's the here's the thing. And this is for you listeners. All right. Every anyone out there that's listening in as a walk on. If you don't know, it is one of the hardest things you can go through, because in a in a college coach's mind, they have their scholarship guys. They have their guys who were local and they you know, they want to give them extra reps. They basically want them to be playing. And I've, I've been through it. And I'm sure you're going to share a little bit about, uh, about going through the same thing. They have it in their head who they want playing. So they give those guys the extra reps. They give those guys the benefits of that. They want them playing. So can you speak on how you were able to I, earn, earn it? I'm going, here's the thing about that one. I mm-hmm. went and I did not, they did not give me one. What? They did not. <laughs> and uh, that was, bro, there's a whole story to that one. And it's, Go ahead. Hey, listen, this again, this is the Moose Fight. You don't get, we don't do time limits on the Moose Fight. Okay, so well, do your thing. <laughs> so here's the thing for who, whoever don't know, there is so, yeah. so much politics, so much politics in sports. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I'm not the only one, but a lot of people didn't. I never got the scholarship either. So, yeah, you know, a lot I'm of people did you. not understand how I didn't, how I did not get the scholar get a scholarship and um yeah so i i went i went through two seasons um with them and the way that my career ended there actually was a real big shock um spring game comes around and now what year are we talking this was 2012 2012. Oh, so I, I, yeah. I graduated 2010. So this is two years after. Yeah. It's before so, like before NLI and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I'm going into my final year and I shared defensive honors of the spring game with two people that's playing in the pros right now. And I get a phone call the following day from somebody saying, congratulations. And I'm like, for what? It's like, you didn't see the papers. I'm like, no. So I'm in I'm in papers in another city, like an hour away. And I didn't, like, I'm on the front of it. And <laughs> for my performance in the spring game. And the following day, they actually cut me. Whoa. <laughs> so 
I go, I go into the coach's office the that the following day, whatever we have a meeting. And like I said, they moved me around a lot and I could play all those positions, whether it was linebacker, safety, running back. I did all of that. And that meeting was just like, it's like, it's so like, I, I like there was nothing else I could do there. Hmm. But, um, I actually was leaving and was going to transfer to a school in Massachusetts. I can't even remember the name of it. And financial aid screwed up the week of me leaving. So I actually didn't even play my final year. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then even from that, I started getting tryouts. Um, what I had, the first one I got was the, the invite to the NFL regional combine in Tampa. And then mm-hmm. I started getting tryouts with, with teams and everything like that. But yeah, so I did not get the scholarship there. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, well, the thing is, I'm glad you're, you're putting, you're saying these things now, because with a lot of these high school kids, they, especially the ones that think that they know what college football is all about, and they, they listen to these college coaches, like, it's so important that we get this information to them, especially the parents, that you're not invincible, and this is a very, very cold and ugly, nasty business. It's a nasty business, and it's important that we get this information to the young people because if you, if if you're like me and you know like like you, you trusted it at some point. You trusted that just your hard work was going to pay off because it was the right thing. Absolutely. You know, I, I remember even being at Stony Brook, and this was after I left the entire freshman class that entire freshman class that came in I was a junior but the freshman class that came in he had cut everyone he cut everyone <laughs> he cut everyone from that freshman class because we moved from just the big south to the CAA and we were more the top tier FCS programs but yeah. the thing about it is he at least the people that were on scholarship he honored that scholarship for the next semester at least until they graduated <laughs> your situation it's like you were cut and it was just like good riddance you know and and those are the things that just just make my stomach turn because it's it's sickening because we look up to these coaches we think the world of these coaches when we're coming out of high school or they're like kind of like a savior for us and when they hit us with this kind of bullshit it's like what you know it (laughs) it ruins the game it ruins the game for us so I'm I'm sure you know did did you end up graduating you know how did that how did it play out for you I know in your book you said the next six years were filled with dark thoughts and things like that can you just kind of speak on that a little bit Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, uh, <laughs> 2013 met my son's mom and stuff, and you know, life. Now this was at was this you were still at Utah State? No, or? I ended up. I, um, I went back to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this time at this time I was in Miami. Um, you know, and got got her pregnant, and this mm-hmm. was in the midst of all the all the football, like all the um, tryouts and things that I were that I was getting and um I I won't get into all the details there but I made the decision to you know go with having my son Mm -hmm. over pursuing football um although like it was still there like the passion was still there and I was still going to try but it didn't turn out that I was like I was in a position to even continue football yeah and well the the, I'm I'm a a teacher now and 
I'm around moms all day. <laughs> some of them say, look, the, I mean, some of them, that when they talk about their dad, they don't do it as an, in a direct way. But because it's me, they they kind of start to drop these hints. He's, they got a son now and he's a dreamer. He's going to be chasing his dream. This, that, yeah. and the third. So I'm glad you were able to, you know, mature up and say, look, I got a little man that that needs to eat now. You know, that that takes maturity. Yeah, man, and that, that was... Uh... <laughs> That was the that was probably one of the hardest pills to swallow right there. Oh my god, yes, yeah, because you know? that's your dream. It was, you still had well, it. I mean, that, that's all position. Yeah, um, that yeah, seriously, I made that my goal to 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 make it pro, and mm-hmm. I was doing everything to get there, and everything was like when they say the stars were aligned, everything was there, and right. I made, you know, I made a decision that one, I, 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 I don't regret, you know, what. Mm-hmm. I, at that time, it was that was a a slip up on my end. I wasn't thinking, right? You know, and but yeah, that 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 was a uh, from 2012 when I left, and then um, went through a whole bunch of there, and I went back to school in 2018 to finish my degree. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I said, I I uh, I wanted to give my son something to be proud of, and you know. I I couldn't preach to him like finish everything, finish what you start. Yeah. I didn't even finish yeah. finish that, you know. So I went back and and uh, accomplished finishing. <laughs> now, what did what'd you get? Your end up getting your degree in um, exercise science. Okay. And now, were you able to? Yeah, because now you're a full time. Also, I don't know if I even mentioned it, but you are author of a book titled "When the Lights Are the Brightest: The Reinvention of Self After Sports." Mm-hmm. did you like how did that book project come about and what 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 basically what happened to to take you out of this dark place did you say look i'm gonna start being a personal trainer you know how how did that transition happen so what got me out of the dark place uh <laughs> it was when i was, me and his mom finally split because that wasn't mm-hmm. a good relationship it was very bad for for me and uh right. being, not playing football already being in a dark place and being in a that relationship as well was not good so that was the turning point to where i could really focus on a lot of things but what really got me through it was having having my son and and praying a lot although like i didn't involve anybody in my in my problems but those were the two primary things that got me through it was prayer and my son um but the turning point was when we split and I, i i could focus on my son still, but on myself mm-hmm. instead, of all, instead of all the problems, you know, but, um, yeah, like I just, I got, I got tired of being tired mm. and making that decision to go back to school. Cause like I was working as a server and then got back into coaching and everything, but I felt like stagnant. So I had, like, I was like, I had to go back, finish that and just give myself another opportunity right and and a lot of coaches don't understand that you know if you're going to be talking to the kids all day about do this and discipline and then you know all the things that the game gives a young person you cannot have your degree like you know you cannot be that person that isn't going back i mean these you you, you play the game you, these boys look at you like but well, coach you ain't doing it you know when, <laughs> when you gonna feel like they'll look at you like are you serious you sit there telling me to pick it up and run and all this. You ain't going back and finish your degree. Like, and then regardless of, and you, you have a, 
you've had a legitimate reason because you were not on scholarship. You know, you yeah. were having to pay your own way. So it wasn't like what gets me is some of these guys that were on scholarship and still don't got it. That's the part <laughs> that drives me crazy. Like, I'm yeah. like, I am in here struggling in my ass in student loans and y'all can't pick up your free books. That, Those yeah. are the things that drive me crazy, man. But you know what, though? Here, this is a side that coaches need to get more into and just letting them know that your degree does not guarantee you anything though mm -hmm. um and the one the one thing that i try to get like i when i talk to high school kids now or even some that's in college is just make sure that one you use you use your scholarship for what it is you know they use you you use it mm -hmm. <laughs> use them you know but realize that just because you have that piece of paper does not mean that you have the experience needed and what i mean required for a certain job when you get out and that's a hard that's a very hard thing for athletes when you spend upward 40 hours or more in your in your sport along with school but never gain any experience by getting like internships or anything like that so when like you don't go pro and you, yeah, you may have your degree, but when you try to go for this job, you don't have the ex the experience that they they're mm -hmm. looking for. You know, so a lot of people fall back on like, okay, like what was the, what was the point of this? Well, like, where am I? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? You know, so like I said, like I tell a lot of people, make sure that you put yourself first before you give everything into something that may not give anything back to you. Mm -hmm. And just how quickly it ends. I mean, I, I had an ACL tear and I mean, that that point, my grades was so bad and I, I was just kicking myself, realizing just how fast this thing can really end for you. And and these, I mean, listen, your, your career starts to wind, like the great, great careers will start to wind down at 25, 26. And that's a great career. <laughs> that's going like that, that's you being probably in the top one percent you know how young 26 really is like if you yeah. really think about it that's that's one of that's a like very very young and ripe age and for you to not have anything going on or feel like you're old at 26 that's that's the downside of the game so I mean with that can you can you just talk a little bit about what you got going on next I know you're training now you know what what does the future hold for Mr. David Brunson so Lord's willing I like I'm trying to get into um, going around and speaking to schools, um, high school and college, getting them my book, trying to help them create a plan, you know, for when that day comes. No matter, like, no matter what, where there's injury or you make it pro and have to retire, like, it's going to be important that you actually have a plan in place, you know, the right people around you and, you know, so the, the right mindset over everything. So that's that's what's in the future for me as far as that goes. I do intend on writing another book. Not 100% on the direction that I'm going with that yet, though. Um, and then just continue to grow my 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 training business. Um, yeah, hopefully, probably in the next 10 years, I'll get back into coaching as well. Yeah, well, actually, I, that's another thing I want to ask you. In your book, you have a lot of open space for the athletes or for people, whoever's reading it, to write yes. can you explain the thought process behind that all right um so you know we've all read self-help books but it's not really in my opinion helpful at all <laughs> like you may hear about a person experience or this like they tell you 
this is what I did. This is what I did, but never really how I did it or yeah, just like never, never really given how they did it. So reason why I gave the, the open space is one to journal, but also try to map out where, wh where they want to go, how they want to do this or who and what they want to bring in, you know? So it's, it's a mm -hmm. lot that it's, so I, I put it in the book is you're the coach now. You're not the player here. Like mm. You have to call your own plays and to to find your success in, in this in this game of life. So that's the reason why I have that open space It's for that for whoever has it to map out their path to success. Mm. OK, and what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? So best way to reach me is either on Instagram, where it's at Fials, which is F-I-A-L-S, or through my email, which is david at fials.fitness. Excellent, excellent. And we will make sure I include all of that in the show notes as well. All right, David. So before I officially close, this is what I do with all my guests, is I want you to use your imagination. All right, you, you're who you are now, you entrepreneur, father, you've got your books out, you got your training business thriving, you've made it, you were able to, to establish yourself. I want you to go back and talk to that young man that just got cut, you know, he, he just got cut, he literally coached and said, hey, you're cut, good game, but good riddance, and you're low, you're in this really, really nasty, dark place, I want you to just speak, pretend he came into the Zoom room. And then you will close with whatever you just say, whatever you need to say to that guy. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, although it's tough, although it's going to be tough right now to realize this, but football is not the end of the world. You have so much going for you and many of opportunities. Smart and use that. You know, football's not it not the end game sports is not the end game that's just a step forward you know take what you've learned from the game and apply it to life you know get therapy big time <laughs> get help and keep positive people around you i think that would probably be the thing that i tell tell the younger version of me <laughs> mm. man i love that all right Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Either we heal as a team, we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. 
I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in a mirror. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. Hell yeah. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's gonna win that itch. And I know if I'm gonna have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now I can't make you do it. You gotta look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now I think you're gonna see a guy who will go that inch with you. Yeah. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's a team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah.